music means it's time for another We Tackle Life podcast. And so, thanks for joining. Appreciate it very much. Bruce Hooley here. And don't forget to email the show. We tackle life at gmail.com. Don't forget to review us on iTunes. That would be nice. And don't forget to patronize our sponsors, led off by my friends at Willis Spangler Starling. They're the official attorney firm of the Bruce Hooley Show, and we appreciate uh, them being a sponsor of the podcast and a loyal sponsor at that. They're my attorney firm. They should be yours, certainly, maybe if just only retained in your mind at this point in time, but that name should stick back there in your brain where you keep important information for times where you need an ally to draw upon to protect your legal rights or to ask a legal question or to press a legal action on your behalf. Willis Spangler Starling is located just north of Mill Run on Truman Boulevard in Hilliard. Very easy to get to, and their firm is growing. They are attracting uh, more attorneys all the time because people love to work for good people. They love to join winners, and that's what you get at Willis Spangler Starling. You'll find them online at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. All right, so we have some things to get into as it concerns Ohio State football and basketball. Probably it looks like good news for football. doesn't look like good news for basketball. Then I want to talk about what I've seemingly talked about a little bit every week here on the podcast lately, which is name, image, and likeness, because I have some new thoughts on that. And uh, then we had an incident today with a U.S. Olympian, and this is a foreshadowing, I think, of things to come. Uh, My opinion may not surprise you on that, but... um, It may. In fact, I'm still kind of formulating my opinion, so let's see where it goes. Let's start with Ohio State football. The good news is that uh, JT Teomilau, the defensive end from Washington, canceled his visit to Alabama. And A lot of people would be like, yeah, he canceled his visit to Alabama. Good. He's coming to Ohio State. And he may. He may. I'm sure they made a tremendous presentation to him. Coaches all showed up wearing shirts uh, that are uh, common in the Polynesian community. And so, uh, yeah, wouldn't surprise me a bit. You get to play for Larry Johnson. You get to play for Ryan Day. You get to probably play in the college football playoff. I mean, there's a lot to love about playing at Ohio State. You're going to be surrounded by other great players. Probably pretty tough to double-team you if Jack Sawyer's at the other defensive end spot or Zach Harrison or whoever else they have coming off the edge. So it wouldn't surprise me if uh, JTT Milau comes. Emek. Emeka Egbuka, <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his name. The wide receiver from Washington is a friend of this kid. So maybe he's coming. Canceling his visit to Bama, probably a good sign. But I wouldn't rule out, you know, the distance factor as maybe the deciding factor at the end. Um, you've been to Columbus, Ohio once in your life. You want to come here? Do you want to go where a lot of guys go? USC. Clay Helton's not entrenched at USC like Ryan Day is at Ohio State. But, you know, a lot of Polynesian players. This guy's uncle is Ray Malaluga, who uh, returned a pick six against uh, the Buckeyes in, what year was that? 2007 for a touchdown. So, yeah, wouldn't surprise me he went to USC and wouldn't surprise me he went to Oregon. Oregon's where he actually went on his final visit. And their defensive scheme is probably not the same uh, as TML I would like to have, but Kayvon Thibodeau's there. The Ducks are going to be, you know, University of Nike. There'll be all kinds of stuff that they'll wow him with. Their facilities are second to none. He's closer to home. 
So I could see him going to any of those. Or he could stay home, go to Washington. Who knows? Uh, but we'll stand by and see. You can tell I'm not exactly hanging on the college decision of JTT and Milau because, hey, look, Ohio State football is going to be good without him, and they're going to be good with him. And so I question whether a kid can walk in here who wasn't here in spring ball and play and dominate and start and all that kind of stuff. And there's a danger now. When you put hard numbers on paper for these kids in terms of name, image, and likeness, you can tell them as much as you want to about uh, this is going to happen only if you become a really great player and an All-American. What they're hearing is, this is the money. This is the number. This is how much, how wealthy I'm going to be. Okay, so let's say that happens, all right? Uh, I see a lot of... Yeah, here comes the Debbie Downer part. I've been thinking a lot about name, image, and likeness, and I've been having a lot of conversations with some friends of mine, not sports writer friends of mine, but business guys and smart guys. I'm really blessed. I have a lot of smart, godly men in my life. And I had a conversation on Sunday with a friend of mine who I I won't say what he does because I don't want to put the Bruce Hooley stink on him uh, among his coworkers. But um, look... These guys, okay, let's, let's just take it from the perspective of a college athlete with a lot of money. And these guys are going to make a lot of money. They are. I've said we're going to have million-dollar college athletes. We are. Just write it down. Maybe not in year one, but we're going to have it. There's no way to cap how much they make. How are you going to do that? Um, so somebody will make a million bucks. There's no doubt. Zion Williamson, he probably should have made a million bucks at Duke. So a college kid, let's take a kid – you know, does and this is not JTT Mila. This is some kid a thousand miles from home, with a ton of money in his pocket, ton of ton of money behind his credit card. Got a gold card, got a black card, whatever. Okay, so he's first thing he's going to want is a fast car. Well, that can bring all kinds of problems. Fast car, young player. Okay. Second thing he's going to have, a lot of people trying to get in his pocket, and a lot of beautiful women are going to want to attach themselves to him. And we're in a Me Too era. You tell me what happens. Less so than we were, but you tell me what happens with a woman who's trying to get in a young player's pocket and she, uh, you know, appeals to him in a certain way and something happens and there's a dispute about whether it's consensual or not. I see a lot of problems on that front. I just see a lot of things that nobody's talking about as if this is going to be a smooth sailing, no issue matter, let alone the petty jealousies on the team that are going to be sparked by this, let alone the babysitting factor that ratchets up to the nth degree with coaches. So I see all that on the horizon. Okay. So that's what I have to say about TM Elow, Ohio State football, name, image, and likeness, but I will make another reference to it in the faith portion of the podcast. Before we get to that, remember, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. That's the place to get your coffee. Great people. What a mission they came up with. I wish many times in my life I'd thought of a great mission and a great business at the same time. You know, I love uh, talking about my faith, but I haven't really been able to monetize it. Not that I need to. If I can win one soul to Jesus, great. (laughs) I'll be awesome. I'll be fine. But then again, I'm not against it either. So would I like to do a national radio show? Yeah, I'd like to take a shot at it. Would I like to do a lot of things? But 
look at the hemisphere people. They love coffee. They love mission work. They found a way to buy coffee from mission from people in impoverished nations and do mission work at the same time and make a living and employ people and start their own business and and run their own shop and and affect lives around the world. What a great thing. And you make that possible too by buying your coffee from Hemisphere. So the website's hemisphercoffeeroasters.com. You get 15% off when you use the promo code we tackle life in all caps. Had a friend the other day said, Oh yeah, I order like four pounds of that like every month or something. So thank you for those of you who are repeat orders to Hemisphere Coffee Roasters. I really appreciate it. I know they appreciate it. And I like holding on to them as friends and as sponsors. So thank you very much for your loyalty and allegiance to hemisphercoffeeroasters.com. All right, we segue to a little Ohio State basketball. And I do not feel good about Dwayne Washington's chances of returning to Ohio State because Dwayne made the NBA draft combine and he had a good NBA draft combine. I watched a little bit of him Friday night. There's not a lot of defense played out there. That's not to say Dwayne can't play defense. I think he's okay. I don't think it I don't think Dwayne Washington is an NBA player right now. Uh but Dwayne Washington thinks that, and he honestly has every right to think that. He was uh, way off the radar of scouts. He got a an invite to the NBA Draft Combine. They only gave four of those out. E.J. Liddell didn't get one, which I didn't think he would because he's a tweener and not a two and not a three. Um, so Dwayne got one, and look, Dwayne's lived the life. He's lived around the life. You know, he's Derek Fisher's nephew. The former Laker coach, the former Nick coach, former Laker point guard. So Dwayne's been around a lot of guys who've played basketball at the highest level, and he has no shortage of confidence. And having an NBA, a likelier NBA scenario dangled in front of you, which is the draft combine invite, having a familiarity with what the NBA life is like, and Dwayne certainly has that, and having an extreme amount of confidence, which Dwayne certainly has, are three things that to me add up to him saying, I'm going to take my shot right now. Now he might, and I hope he does, look at it and say, man, I've gotten a lot better and I'm hungry. And if I come back, I can be an All-American and maybe we could make a Final Four run. Because here's the thing, uh, and I had this conversation with a friend today, the same friend, in fact, You cannot put the wisdom of several, more than three, four, five decades on this planet. You can't put that wisdom in the mind of a 20-year-old. I wish we could. I wish I could have gone back uh, and told my 20-year-old self what my 50-year-old self knew about life, about how to spend my time, about what to prioritize and what to devote myself to. just doesn't work that way. So, um, Dwayne will probably go, and if he doesn't, it'll be a pleasant surprise. But my guess is Dwayne will go, and that'll leave a big hole on the Ohio State team because uh, he's a guy you got to guard. And uh, who takes that slot? I don't know. Jimmy Sotos is a guy that can probably shoot some, but he's not Dwayne Washington. And uh, Dwayne's a, Dwayne could be a first-team All-Big Ten player. And yes, I need a new smoke smoke detector battery as I'm down here in the old uh, two men in a basement, one man in a basement studios, and it's beeping at me. Sorry about that, everybody. 
I'm rotten at replacing smoke detector batteries. So we'll just keep on pressing on, and you'll hear a beep occasionally. Uh, so we'll see where Dwayne goes, but I think Ohio State is fully prepared for Dwayne Washington to leave, not that they want him to. All right, with that, let me get my final sponsor read in. You know it's auiinfo.com, the people who help you stay in business. They're a small business, so they understand small business. And they put benefits packages together for you to pick from. And when you pick, the person you pick pays AUI. You don't pay them. You got a two-person business, a 50-person business, anywhere in between. You don't want to look up benefits packages. You don't know how to look up benefits packages. You don't know the insurance lingo. You didn't know, for instance, that you could belong to any chamber of commerce in the state of Ohio and get any chamber of commerce plan. But you can and AUI knows that kind of stuff and a lot more. So go with auiinfo.com, and you'll find that you'll attract great employees, and you'll keep great employees, and that's what they're all about. Okay, final sports note. I saw this tonight. I saw this uh, Sunday night, rather, as I sat down to uh, prepare for the podcast. So we got the U.S. Olympic trials going on, and I love track. I was a, I was a track and cross-country guy in high school. Uh, Mr. Spielman may have reminded you a time or two. 20 that I was a two-time state champion. <laughs> I was not. Our team was. I was on the team. Uh, so I like track and field, and I've DVR'd it, and I'll watch it so I don't have to watch the commercials and all the in-between race stuff. But today, the uh, U.S. women's hammer throw team was selected, and one of the women selected was a, na- a woman named Gwen Berry. Gwen uh, is qualified for her second U.S. Olympic team, so she's quite accomplished at throwing the hammer. And she was on the podium, and the national anthem played, and she was, in her words, pissed about that. Apparently at Hayward Field at Oregon, what a facility that is, by the way, uh, they play the national anthem one time at a set predetermined time, and she and her other two competitors in the hammer happened to be on the podium at that time. She thought she got double-crossed because she didn't want to be out there when the anthem was played, so she turned away and held up a T-shirt that read, Activist Athlete. Uh, She got booed, and get used to it. This is going to be a thing as we go toward Tokyo. And my patriotic self, my son-of-a-World-War-II veteran self, my American-loving self wants to say, kick her sorry butt off the team, and if you don't love America and you can't stand respectfully for the anthem of the team that you represent, then you shouldn't be on the team. And there's about 99% of me that wants to say that. And then there's 1% of me that says, this is what makes America America, that you can say whatever you want to say. And um, while I don't like her saying it, and I don't like her feelings, and I think she's wrong, I do realize that free speech is only free if you protect speech you don't like. And we're in an era where freedom of speech is being threatened. And so I have a great deal of concern about that. And so my, against my better judgment, and certainly not with my feelings take, is that Gwen Berry should be allowed to, as a citizen of the United States of America, should be allowed to have her voice heard no matter how objectionable it may be to others on the team, no matter how objectionable it may be to other American citizens, no matter how objectionable it may be to the U.S. Olympic team or anyone else, 
I will not deny her the right to speak her mind. And um, I think that a lot of our dissatisfaction in this world and a lot of our anger and a lot of our rancor, word of the day, kids, rancor, R-A-N-C-O-R, comes from a lack of gratitude. And so uh, I can't answer the question why you would want to represent a country that you think is um, systemically racist, in her words. I can't answer that because I do not affiliate myself with teams and organizations whose values I do not share. But I understand there's one opportunity for her to throw the hammer at the Olympic Games, and she has to do it under the flag of the United States of America, or she doesn't get a chance to do it. And so, Gwen Berry, as much as I disagree with your viewpoint, and as um, sick as it makes me to my stomach to see you on that podium instead of someone who would be genuinely thrilled to wear the Team USA jersey. The very fact that you are saying things against our country and we put you on that podium and put you on that team, I think is the most eloquent way to disprove your viewpoint that America is a flawed country. And so I would not, if I had the power sanction you in any way for what you did yesterday or for what you may do going forward. I think you're embarrassing yourself, and I think you'll live to regret it, but I could be wrong. And I just, um, I know we are a great country, and I pray to the only sovereign God of the universe that he gives America a chance to turn its face back to him and to repent of the evil that we have embraced in many segments of our country, and that we understand how special and blessed we are to live here. That would be my, that would be among my fondest hopes, aside from major revival for Christ. And with that, let's transition into the faith portion of the podcast. And I was driving to church today, and I don't know why, but I was thinking about, um, well, I was thinking about Ohio State, and I was thinking about name, image, and likeness. And it occurred to me that I can use, and you can use, and this is why I'm saying it here, because I want to encourage all of you, if you listen to the faith portion of the podcast, that tells me you have some interest in growing spiritually or in helping others grow spiritually. Hopefully both. And so I understand that conversations about God, about Jesus, about faith can be awkward conversations. And as disciples of Christ, we should always be on the lookout for an opportunity to engage others in these kinds of conversations. Paul said, uh, always be, oh no, excuse me, Peter said, always be ready to give a hope, give a, bleh, always be ready to give a reason for the hope that you have. Okay, always be ready. Do it with, you know, gentleness, but when they ask, be ready. So you'll be probably, as a sports fan, uh, there'll be people who won't know that what, what's this? There's an Ohio State Buckeye doing a television commercial. What's this? There's an Ohio State Buckeye doing this. 
and you'll be able to tell people, yeah, it's name, image, and likeness. Hooli's talked at to death ad nauseum on his podcast. <laughs> and so here's how you can make it a spiritual conversation, right? It's funny to me, strange to me, but not at all surprising to me that all of these kids who are playing for Ohio State believe that they are screwed over because they play for Ohio State and they don't get to make any money off of the fact that fans would buy their jersey or fans would pay to have dinner with them or fans would pay them for autographs or whatever. They're all mad about that. So they got name, image, and likeness going, and it's sweeping the country, and it's going to be a thing, and all the very progressive sports reporters out there are all about name, image, and likeness, and this is far overdue, and la, 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 la. So my question continues to be, I understand that, let's say, C.J. Stroud, the likely quarterback of the Buckeyes, can profit off his name, image, and likeness. But I also understand that C.J. Stroud could not make a dime in Columbus, Ohio, if he was not the quarterback of the Ohio State Buckeyes. And so C.J. Stroud's name, image, and likeness is valuable because of Ohio State's name, image, and likeness. But C.J. Stroud doesn't have to pay Ohio State for its name, image, and likeness. I don't know why. I don't know why if C.J. Stroud is going to expect to be paid for all the things that he expects to be paid for, or any player. I'm just using C.J.'s name as a as an example. You can throw Master Teague or Jack Sawyer or E.J. Liddell or Michi Johnson or anybody's name in there. Men's basketball and football players will make money off their name, image, and likeness. But they won't have to pay Ohio State for using its name, image, and likeness. And Ohio State's name, image, and likeness is worth a lot. If you don't believe it, try printing a T-shirt and selling it without Ohio State's approval. If they don't give you approval to use their name, image, and likeness, they're going to shut you down. And you're going to pay a price for that, a literal price for that. Okay, so Ohio State is freely giving its name, image, and likeness to C.J. Stroud, Michi Johnson, and others. And it makes them worth more than they would be worth without it. And I'm driving to church and I'm like, holy cow. That's like the greatest gospel illustration I ever heard in my life. Like God looks at us and what does he see? He doesn't see, which I do, but he doesn't see my sinful behavior, attitudes, past etc., etc., he sees the name, image, and likeness of Jesus Christ, of his Son, of his perfect Holy Son. That's the name, image, and likeness that God sees when he looks at me. And if you've accepted Christ as your Savior, that's the name, image, and likeness that that God sees when he looks at you. And that's the only name, image, and likeness that qualifies anyone for salvation, for forgiveness, for eternal life, for redemption, <laughs> for fellowship with God. If you don't have Jesus's name, image, and likeness on you because you've claimed his sacrifice at the cross as your own, then you can think that, well, look at me, God. I'm worth this because I'm better than that guy or I'm better than that guy but you're not good enough and you can never be good enough. And some kid who didn't go to Ohio state could come into Columbus, Ohio 
and could say, hey, you know, I can be a better pitch man than C.J. Stroud. Why don't you hire me, Reichert Ford? And Reichert Ford could say, because nobody here cares whether you'd buy a car from me. They only care if the quarterback at Ohio State will buy a car from me. C.J. Stroud has the name, image, and likeness of Ohio State, and that's what we are selling. That's what we want. And that's what God demands is Jesus' name, image, and likeness. You must have it or you aren't going to qualify. And so when these conversations come up, it's a great opportunity for you to weigh in with your friends, particularly your sports fan friends, who say, what do you think? What do you think it's worth to be the quarterback at Ohio State? What do you think his name, image, and likeness is worth to Buyers Imports or to Donato's or to Nationwide Insurance? And they can bat around the numbers and all those kinds of things. And then you could say, what do you think your name, image, and likeness is worth to God? And they'll look at you funny and they'll say, but what if when they, God looked at you, he saw Jesus' name, image, and likeness? Like, do you want to go before God and have him evaluate you on your name, image, and likeness? On your behavior? On your qualifications? Like, you do? Or you want to trust that to the Son of God, the sinless Son of God, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world? The Lion of Judah. I love that name for Jesus. I mean, it's really miraculous, isn't it? That Jesus Christ died for us, and when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sinful past, our sinful present, our sinful future. He sees the name, image, and likeness of his Son. And so we are cleansed. We are atoned for. We are redeemed. We are forgiven. We are saved. And I find that amazing, and I never want to lose my sense of wonder over that, my sense of gratitude over that, my sense of inspiration over that, and my sense of joy in sharing that with you and hopefully inspiring you to share it with other people because that's what we're here for, folks. Once saved, we are here to do the work of Jesus Christ, to to share his gospel message with others. That's why he left us with the Great Commission. You know, go into all the world, make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey my commandments. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. I mean, wow. (laughs) That's amazing. That is so amazing. So rest in that and rejoice in the fact that you can claim Christ as your Savior have his name, his image, and his likeness.